Hello, this is episode 305 and in it, I'm going to be talking about a significant and influential project risk I want to bring to your attention as someone who might be planning, designing, building or renovating your future home. This project risk I'll be talking about is based on one of my five factors that impact every step and every decision in your project journey. What are those five factors? Well, they are cost, time, team, design and you. In this episode, I'll be sharing a major cost risk I see play out for people navigating their project. This is part of a new series of content I'll be bringing to Undercover Architect more generally, which I'll explain about more as we dive into this episode. Now remember, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the resources that we discuss, you can do that by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 305. That's the numbers 305. Now let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee, the architect behind Undercover Architect. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've been working in the architectural industry since 1993. I founded Undercover Architect in mid-2014 and since then it has operated online to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home. Undercover Architect supports hundreds of thousands of homeowners across the world through their project journeys via this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship online program, Home Method. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally. Whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget, it's here to support and guide you on this ambitious journey of yours. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now let's get into the episode. If you're listening to this podcast at its time of release, it's the beginning of a new year, 2024. And if you're not, well, stay tuned because the episode will still be useful for you. But as it is the start of a new year, I actually wanted to create a short series of episodes that covered some super specific things I know will be helpful for you. And given it's the start of a new year, and in Australia, it's also the middle of our long summer holidays, it's a time when everything seems to slow down a bit work-wise, and we get the opportunity to think about our projects and whether we'll be making them happen in the year ahead. We're also often spending more time at home at this time of year. We're entertaining, having friends visit or stay, and we're finding out just how well or not well our existing home is performing. And additionally, for any of you listening from the Northern Hemisphere, This time of Australia is hot in most parts and that can mean that your home and your lifestyle in it is being subjected to all sorts of tests. Now I know in the conversations that I have with homeowners that this is a time when you really get to see and reflect on where your existing home hinders your lifestyle, your relaxation, your enjoyment and ties up your effort and energy in inconvenience, maintenance or dysfunction. So in this and the next few episodes, I want to do some shorter shares of things that I want to put on your radar as you potentially research, plan and prepare to make your project happen this coming year. And I want to do this in the context of my five factors because I think these five factors are a great way to frame your thinking about every decision in your project and every step that you take. 
I introduced these five factors to Home Method a couple of years ago. And in each step of Home Method, they're mentioned to provide insights into key things to be aware of as you navigate your project. I also use them to shape the lessons inside my Project Essentials online course, Project 101. And I'll mention a bit more about this course at the end of this episode because I have a special offer that you may be interested in. Now, I want to discuss these factors in a slightly different way through these episodes. And as I said, these are going to be shorter episodes so you can digest them quickly and I can keep them specific to certain topics. But this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about risks. Project risks that you need to know about, put steps in place to avoid or manage how you'll move through them. Now, it can seem boring and dry to talk about risks, but what I've come to realise in my work as an architect throughout my career, and definitely in the work that I've been doing in Undercover Architect for the last nine plus years, is that so much of it is about risk management. As architects, we are taught a lot about risk and risk management. I feel that so much of what we do in getting registered as architects after we've finished our degree and then definitely inside practice is about risk and risk management, figuring out what the risks might be and removing, reducing, mitigating or managing their impact. I especially found this to be relevant inside my work at Mervac Design and as specific requirements became part of the regular design process to ensure that we were also managing corporate risks overall. I also did some postgraduate studies in property economics and we did a whole module on risk management, pulling apart and learning the process set out by the Australian Standard for Risk Management. Did you know that there's an Australian Standard for Risk Management? I didn't know that prior to doing this whole module, but it was intense. It was dry. It was dry, but it was intense. And it was a handy background knowledge to have when we started having to conduct design risk assessments as part of our design process at Mervac. Now, the thing about risk management is this though, it's important but it is totally unsexy. (laughs) It is essential to think about if you're wanting to set yourself up for a simpler, more successful experience that involves less stress and shock. Working on risk management, it's like buying insurance. And I get it, no one really wants to buy insurance, but we know that it's a required part of minimising the potential damage of uncertain, unpredictable or totally unexpected events, especially those that we've never experienced before. Risk management though, it is always something that pays dividends. When you have the knowledge to avoid difficult or unexpected situations, or you have tools and strategies, it gives you the ability to navigate your project more efficiently and confidently, knowing that you have the know-how and the resources to deal with what might come your way. And that in and of itself has returns financially, emotionally, and mentally. So in this and the next few episodes, I'm going to share a specific project risk with you related to one of the five factors. And I want to start talking about these risks more openly on Undercover Architects platforms as well. Because I believe that forewarned is forearmed. You don't know what you don't know. And so you can't possibly be in a position to avoid, protect, minimise the damage of something that you don't even know can happen to you. And that's why I talk a lot about project risks inside a lot of my information on Undercover Architect and especially inside my online courses and flagship program Home Method. Now, whilst each project can come with its own specific risks due to its unique site qualities, design approach, construction constraints or your personal wishes, there definitely are global risks that will apply to all projects and that many will unwittingly expose themselves to thinking that they're actually making the right choices but they're acting on misinformation and misleading advice or they're simply not being aware of what could happen or the consequences of their actions and decisions. And not all risk is avoidable. This is the thing to remember. If you're doing a custom project, then it's the first time that anyone has done it. 
Yes, you're ideally working with a team who have experience and expertise and can leverage that for the benefit of your project. That is a big part of your risk management, that you can mitigate the challenges of your custom project and what it will present because your team has had loads of experience and practice in projects like yours. But there's going to inevitably be some risk that you'll have to be dealing with and navigating in your project. So let's talk more about a significant cost risk that I see homeowners not knowing how to navigate when building or renovating. When you're not sure how to manage or address this risk in your project, then it can have a domino effect through your project duration and result in stress, challenges and blowouts along the way. The cost risk comes when you make the call to save as much of your budget for construction as you can. And in the process, you don't budget for the necessary costs that will occur during pre-construction or you're trying to get through them by spending as least money as possible. When you don't manage this risk and you don't get advice about how your budget will actually need to be spent across your whole project journey, a few things can happen. Necessary costs that occur during pre-construction aren't allowed for in your finances. You don't think about or use your pre-construction phase productively because you're looking to spend the least amount of money possible. You then don't get the right advice at the right time to improve what you get for your money. And you miss the opportunity to be strategic about your pre-construction planning And you also don't leverage the pre-construction process and steps to improve your construction experience and the home that you create. Now, the evidence of this risk will usually be that you'll have insufficient expertise in the design process, meaning that the design doesn't optimise what's possible for your budget and site. You're often looking for support and help in your decisions and selections in not so helpful places, such as free Facebook groups, or you're discussing design and interior selections with the builder who is not a designer. A construction process will happen that involves a lot of decision making whilst the work is actually happening on site, which is putting you under time pressures and stress. And your construction phase itself doesn't go smoothly because the pre-construction phase wasn't used effectively for due diligence to iron out issues or to fully prepare for construction. There's a lot more of figuring things out as we go kind of approach. And that can mean that changes get made on site and what you end up with is not what you envisaged at the beginning. So right up front, I'm going to say, do not save all of your money for construction. Investing in education, great design and an experienced and aligned team will make such an important, worthwhile and beneficial difference to your project experience and your future home. But let's go into more detail because there's loads of reasons I specifically see why people expose themselves to this risk. And these are the top three that I think are at play when people are heading into their project with a mindset of, we're going to save as much of our money as possible for construction. Let's go through these one by one. So the first is that you just have a lack of understanding and knowledge about what needs to happen during pre-construction and when. It is really common for people to make a lot of assumptions about what goes into the effort during pre-construction, what's involved and how long it will take. Now, you've probably heard me say before that there are four phases to any project, regardless of location, budget and scope. And these four phases are pre-design, design, pre-build and build. Now, if you think about the build phase when construction starts, then it's only representing one of the four phases your project will need to go through. And yes, it will take the lion's share of your budget, but there are still costs involved in pre-design, design and pre-build that need to be budgeted for. These costs can include design fees, documentation fees, consultant fees such as your engineer, energy efficiency assessor and other specialist consultants, approval fees, soil tests, site surveys, infrastructure costs plus more. 
Now, these can total up to tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on your overall intentions for your project, your location and your local regulations. The time involved in pre-design, design design, and pre-build, it can sometimes be as much as two or three years and your build phase by contrast can be a lot shorter. Now, during the build phase, you'll be spending money in a staged way consistently based on the contractual setup of progress claims. Your build phase also begins with signing a contract that has a figure on it. So you go on it, you go into that with an understanding of what you'll be spending, pending any variations or latent damages that might crop up during construction. During the pre-design, design and pre-build phase, you're spending money less consistently. And I think many feel that they can't get a handle on what to expect with their spending during those three phases. So they just aim to spend as little as possible and cull whatever seems unnecessary. However, it is possible in your early conversations with potential team members, such as designers, architects and other consultants, especially if they're experienced in supporting their clients and working in projects like yours, you can actually have them lay out a budget for what the costs might be for your project so that you can plan them more effectively. So before you assume you want to save as much money for construction as possible, have conversations with potential team members about the various pre-construction costs your project will incur and discuss with them what is optional versus what is essential. An essential may actually be a combination of what is legally required as well as what you believe will assist you in achieving better project outcomes, managing other risks in your project and generally stressing less over the next few years whilst you renovate or build. Because many do underestimate just how much is involved in navigating the pre-design, design and pre-build phase as well, especially to get your build phase set up for success. And so it's common for them to see how they can economise on all of those steps involved in those first three phases. The thing is though, all the steps that you have to travel through to build your future new home or renovation, they have to be done. You get to choose whether you want to do them properly and thoroughly and in a way that helps you save time, money and stress or not. To manage this cost risk, you want to determine how to best invest your budget in the pre-construction processes and where it will help you to get the best possible, most functional, energy efficient and feel good home design for your site, your budget and your lifestyle, where it'll enable you to achieve your approvals as simply as possible, how it will ensure that your home is documented well so that it can be costed accurately and constructed as expected on site and how you're going to be able to make informed decisions, feeling supported and partnered so that you avoid mistakes and drama. Let's have a look at the next reason that I think is relevant when considering why you might want to be saving your money for construction. The reason that I see people wanting to do this is because there's also a lack of knowledge about the various roles in the industry, what they do, who is essential and who is optional. Now, when you're at the beginning of your project journey or you're even still just thinking about it, it's common to be weighing up your options about your team in this way. Some people say, well, we use an architect, building designer or draftsperson or go straight to a builder. And then that's as often as far as people are thinking when it comes to who will be on their team. But creating your future home can include a large number of professionals and specialist consultants. And there are those that are essential and legally required due to regulations and perhaps specific requirements of your site and planning legislation. And then there are those whose help will enable you to leverage your budget, time and effort for the greatest possible outcome in your future home and also give you an enjoyable project experience as well. The investment in their fees, it will provide a return in improved design, simpler project management, risk avoidance and management and optimising what is possible for your project. How do you know which is which and how do you know what they'll do and how they'll help? 
Well, you have to learn more about the processes involved in your project and also about the various roles that team members can have. Now, of course, I share that inside home method as well as interview templates and also checklists for your research and due diligence. And then on the podcast, we also have a whole season called Know Your Team where you can hear the interviews with various professionals. So make sure you check out the resources for those uh, in the links in this episode. Now, I think too that when you don't really understand what a professional can and will do on your project, then you can make assumptions about them and then you can apply a value based on those assumptions. And I often see this with the design process. So you may assume that someone who is designing is simply drawing up your floor plan. And if you feel that there's not a lot of skills in that because you've been able to come up with something that you feel is a pretty good floor plan yourself, and you feel that it just needs that little bit extra, then of course that's gonna impact the value that you, you apply to the service and how much you think it's worth. However, if you see design as more than just drawing a floor plan, Uh, And you see it more as a whole process that involves getting to know you as the client, eliciting how you want to live, really understanding the site, investigating the project constraints and requirements, balancing the design choices with the budget and creating the drawn version of spaces, volumes, functions and form, then of course that's going to have a different value to you and you'll see their professional fees for that service differently. And then that will impact your choices of people to work with. So get informed before you make incorrect assumptions that might expose you to significant risk. The last main reason I see people saving all of their money for construction and exposing themselves to significant cost risk is this. And this may sound strange, but I've just seen it so, so often, it bears mentioning here. You will have a different relationship to the money that is spent in pre-construction versus the money spent during construction. I find that for most of the homeowners I work with, the amount of money that they put towards their renovation and build or building plans, it's based on what is the most amount of money that they can afford without putting themselves in financial jeopardy. Now, this money may be being secured via finance or their personal funds or a combination of both. But needless to say, if it is the most amount of money that you believe you can afford and dedicate to this project without overstretching yourself financially, it is going to be a lot of money to you. And then what I see is this, because it's a chunk of money that is being organised, saved, financed to specifically fund a renovation or new build, it's mentally parked for that. It's seen as the funds that are dedicated to this project. And let's be honest, it's not like you get given this cash in a garbage bag to pay it out over time. It's generally always going to be figures on a screen or numbers on a bank statement. And so it's easy for it to not feel real and for it to feel like it's completely siloed and dedicated to the project. This will vary greatly to how money is viewed in the lead up to the project in all of the costs required during pre-construction. Because those funds are not usually coming from the money dedicated to the project, especially if you're financing your project. They will come from your everyday funds. And so that means redirecting funds that are normally dedicated to your lifestyle and cost of living towards the preparatory costs for your project. And so those costs can feel bigger, even though they're not. It's just the difference in them coming out of your pocket in amongst everything else that you need to spend that money on in your life at that time, compared to during construction when the money is sitting there dedicated to the project and not intended for other activities. Now, because these pre-construction costs do feel bigger, it changes what you will and won't spend them on. And that can mean trying to spend as little as possible and saving your money for construction, which puts you right back into facing that cost risk and all that comes with it. So, as I said up front, these are shorter episodes, so I'm going to wrap things up shortly. However, I did want to point you to a few resources that I think will be super helpful for you, and I'll also pop them in the show notes for this episode. So, here are some resources for you to review. Firstly, as I mentioned, season four of the podcast is a great run through of the various professionals that you're likely to need or want to involve in your renovation or new build project. 
In it, we do a role per episode. So these are interviews. You get to hear the person that does that role, sharing what it involves, how they help and the things to be aware of. Season eight is also going to be useful for you. In that season, I talk with an energy efficiency assessor. There's also a series of interviews about passive house design and construction. So you can hear a lot more about the nuances of that process if you're considering it for your project. Season 10 is called Industry Insiders. It's a range of uh, interviews with different people, some from here, some that are US-based. There's a lot of super helpful tips and strategies shared in those conversations with those professionals to help you see how your team can really support you. Then season three is called How to Set and Stick to Your Budget. It's a fantastic resource to help you understand more about money management and budget in your project. I especially love the episode that I did on myth busting. That's a whole set of additional cost risks, you know, all the various ways that people think that they'll save money in their project. But in most cases, things go even more pear-shaped and cost more as well. And season three of the podcast, it inspired the mini course that I have called Set and Stick to Your Budget. So I turned those podcast episode transcripts into an ebook that live inside Set and Stick to Your Budget with got some extra information in there as well. And then there's inside that mini course, there's also a workshop, there's a budget spreadsheet and there's some other really useful tricks and tips for setting your budget and spending and saving your money in your project. There's also a really great interview on the podcast that I did with Anthony Martin in episode 207 from MRTN Architects. He actually takes us through the detail of their pre-design process. It's a really great insight into how a team member can set you up for success and risk management right from the beginning of your project before anything's been designed. Uh, on the blog, I've got some really great posts to read. There's one called uh, How to Save Money During the Design Process. It shares some common money-saving mistakes that I see people use and what to do instead. There's also a video I did a while back that answers one of the most common questions I receive, which is what will it cost me to renovate or build? So you can check out my answer to that. And why does it seem so much cheaper and faster to renovate or build in the television or online world? Well, I did a video explaining the most significant differences between real life renovating and building and reality TV. And that's also worth watching or listening to. So as I said, I'll pop all of those resources in the links for this episode and you can find all of them by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 305. So lastly, to avoid the cost risk associated with saving all of your money for construction, here are five tips for you. Number one, understand the steps involved from start to finish of your project. Number two, learn more about the team of professionals that you might potentially want to create. Number three, map out the potential costs associated with pre-construction and the timeline involved. Number four, don't make assumptions too quickly about what will or will not be worth the money in pre-construction. Speak to potential team members, get their advice on your budget and what portion of it they believe is required for pre-construction. And number five, start assessing what offers or represent value to you. And you, where you'll see an investment in that, uh, save you stress, time and money or help you better enhance your project experience and improve your future home. Finally, it's also good if you can think about it like this. So construction is where you've signed a contract, you've committed to spending all the allocated money, potentially more, and then once that contract is signed, it's done. You know, you're, you're committed to that spend. Terminating a contract is possible but challenging and it can be an expensive in and of itself. So you sign that contract and you're committed to that spend. The pre-construction phases, however, of pre-design, design and pre-build and then all the expenditure that you'll have during those phases, they can be handled in stages. They can be paid for in chunks as you move through it time-wise and milestone-wise. And you can pivot and reshape what you're doing at any time and redirect your funds accordingly. 
So be strategic with what you'll be investing that pre-construction expenditure in to make the commitment to costs in construction achieve a better outcome and work harder for you overall. Don't save all your money for construction. Spending the least amount possible during the pre-design, design and pre-build phases and trying to keep your budget protected for your build phase, it's a risky approach that will diminish what is possible for your project and potentially mean that your build actually costs you more because you haven't set yourself up to avoid drama, mistakes and issues effectively. Instead, invest in education, great design and an experienced and aligned team. It will make such an important, worthwhile and beneficial difference to your project experience and your future home. Now, next time on the podcast, we're going to jump into a risk associated with the next of my five factors, and that's going to be a time risk. So stay tuned for that. A few reminders uh, for you before I finished up. So I mentioned earlier that the five factors of cost, time, team, design, and you form the framework of my online course, Project 101. Now, I created this online course because I had people regularly reaching out to me saying, Look, I want to join Home Method when I'm more serious about my project, but right now I'm not sure how to proceed, yet I still want to make sure that I'm doing the right kind of research. Or they were saying that they wanted something that they could just do on a weekend, which would give them a jump start in their project planning, getting, you know, and get them ready to renovate or build. They knew that they needed to be better informed, but they didn't feel that they could commit to a comprehensive program like Home Method. Or they wanted just to get their head in the game before making that decision and they needed something that was streamlined to digest in a super fast way that really curated the essentials for them. So I created Project 101 and Project 101, it summarises and streamlines the vital information to make your project a success. It's delivered in an efficient and online experience. It's also self-paced and self-study. So it'll really help you get get yourself project ready and it can help you make big progress in your project preparation, learning and research, knowing that you're moving in the right direction. Now, as a podcast listener, right now you can access a saving of $450 when you join Project 101. So head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project and you'll check that out. If you'd like a transcript of this episode, I've got it with all of the links that you need by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 305. Of course, there's Also, my call out that I always have now on the end of my episodes, if you are a professional listening to this and you are aligned with what Undercover Architect teaches, it really resonates with you and you'd like to be able to connect with and help more Undercover Architect community members, please check out my UA Army. It is free to join. You can find it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash army, A-R-M-Y. And please remember as well, I am waiting for you along with an incredible community of like-minded, savvy and supportive homeowners inside my flagship program, Home Method. Through the course content, coaching and community, there is all you need in there to create your future home in the best possible way, making the most of your budget, time and site. It is definitely a great way to manage risk and set you up for success and confidence. You can find out more about Home Method by heading to www.homemethod.com.au and also to the Undercover Architect website. It's on the menu there. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Just a reminder, all content on this podcast is provided by Undercover Architect for reference purposes and as general guidance. It does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way. You should seek independent verification or advice before relying on this content in any circumstances, including but not limited to circumstances where loss and damage may result. The views and opinions of any guests on the podcast are solely their own and may not reflect the views of Undercover Architect. Undercover Architect endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or has become inaccurate over time. Thank you.